Hi, welcome. Hi. Uh, so I have a couple of subjects that I'd like to talk about tonight in the cold open. So the wife and I were watching Ghosts. It's a BBC sitcom about a bunch of ghosts. And uh, it's set in this haunted mansion. And uh, the main character, who's played by Charlotte Ritchie, uh, has inherited the house from a long-lost relative who has died. And for whatever reason, she's the only person on the, on the, in the family tree who can inherit this house. In one episode, which is called Free Pass, a film crew come to film a period film in the house and basically what happens is the main uh, actor uh, is her free pass meaning mm. that she can she can sleep with him if they ever meet or okay. whatever she's married by the way so my wife turns to me and she said hmm who would be your free pass i and don't have one you're my free pass i i said all those things and i immediately said i had my mouth full and went is trap and so she made me she made me say things because what do you mean she made well, you because say she things? listed off a bunch of hot guys and then I was like, well, right, fine. If you want to fucking no, do that, that's how they get you. See, this is this that's is the textbook. Trap. That's this the is trap. textbook. That's the she trap. says all the names of the guys and you say, darling, from my perspective, I try sleep with every I single tried. one of them. I'm not interested. We were already on the episode after that when uh, when she finally broke me. So I lasted about half an hour. Wow. Well, yeah. was she needling, needling she at you that whole not time? She stop. She just Needling. kept on at me and on at me. But anyway, she named people like James Fraser. I must do so, Sonic. I must have you. From, well, I mean, uh, I'd from fuck Outlander. James Fraser. Well, so would I. And then she said Ryan Gosling. I mean, to be honest with I'd you... I'd fuck Ryan Gosling. For, to be honest with you, we've got all these men in common, to be honest, you know, so... Mm -hmm. uh, and then she said Wentworth Miller, and I was like, mm. Yeah, Shosh as well. I don't know, I'm not I don't so know, interested know what in it is about either. Wentworth Miller. Um, and then she gave me a few others. She said McDreamy, and then there was a whole list of them. I'm like, all right, all right, okay, let's just ease up a little bit. Whoa, pump the brakes there, darling. Anyway, and then she made me come up with a whole bunch, so I said people What like, do you mean she made you? Did she twist your arm behind your back, or did you just want her to shut up? You're married. You know what this is. She doesn't make me say anything I don't want to say. No, you just I just no say filter. stuff I know. I'm like she doesn't have to waterboard me to get nonsense to come out of my mouth. <laughs> I always get waterboarding and motorboating uh, mixed up. And oh, that really... is an unfortunate <laughs> thing to mix up, Jonathan. <laughs> it is indeed. Because <laughs> now I have an image. So go on, go on. What was uh, what was the names? Go on. What were my names? Yeah. Uh, I said Carrie Fisher in Return of the Jedi. For fuck's sake, of course she did. Go on. Yeah, I said uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio from uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I don't know. That's a long-term uh, thing that I've had since I was a kid. What's I don't know name? why. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Just the amount of times you would have had to Google that with the word nude afterwards <laughs> to remember that name so well is just incredible Shh. to me. <laughs> don't give away all of the trade <laughs> secrets. <laughs> Okay, should we start the episode? Do you feel sorry that you brought this up now? <laughs> now I really do. I'm actually starting to sweat. <laughs> Some of the other things you wanted to talk about. The other thing I wanted to talk about is that today the movie that we're going to watch is called Arachnophobia. Oh. So I wanted to ask you if there are any movies that spring to your mind that cause you to get the shivers because of phobias. And I, uh, now I've written yeah. this down because, because bear in mind that we started talking about doing this episode about two and a half months ago. Fuck my life, yeah. And so I wrote this about two and a half months ago. 
but I never actually wrote a list of movies. So you're you're gonna like come up with a bunch of things now, or you're gonna say, oh, I don't know, Johnny. No, Let's on, just move on. And then then you're gonna turn it back around on me, and I'm not gonna have a fucking clue. So. Let's just uh, let's just agree that uh, that I'm crap at this. Go on. Well, hang on a minute. Let's not agree. I think that's a great question. Things like cliffhanger, anything with like heights in it. Yeah. Like the Mission Impossible, right? Yeah. Four, the Ghost Protocol when he steps out the onto the. Yeah. As soon as he steps out and the camera goes over the top of his head and you see the 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 drop. So I I have a thing about cliffhanger. Mm. It's not cliffhanger. It's a spoof of cliffhanger. And what in Spy Hard? No, it's Ace, uh, Ventura Ace Ventura when nature second, calls. Yeah. And for some reason that, you know, when you get that kind of like ache Ugh. in your feet, mm-hmm. when there's, there's like a height thing. So that does it for me. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because I care more about the raccoon than the, than the woman <laughs> <laughs> that Sylvester Stallone drops. I can, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like eight legged freaks because arachnophobia. Really? Because eight legged like, cartoon. Eight legged freaks is like early was, CGI. So when that I was a, a chihold. Yes. It would bother me. Right. Okay. Okay. So any movie with any kind of like it, for no, anything that makes your skin crawl because of a weird thing that you have. A weird thing that I. I mean, have. it's a weird thing that uh, that like. I maybe... get really freaked out by Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Really. Yeah. There's like this whole thing where where you know Sean Connery's got his umbrella out and he like runs through all the birds. Oh, it's the pigeons. Yeah. <gasps> and the pigeons freak me out. Oh, yes. Cuz I just imagine them coming out the screen at me. That's 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 a good one. That's a good one. Um okay, I've I've got a thing on But I wait was... a minute, actually no, it would be all right cuz if they came out of the screen at me, then Sean Connery would be sure to follow. Right. And then I'd be hanging Pumping out with Sean Connery. Pumping his umbrella in in your face and making all the pigeons you know, fly at you. Yeah, but then after after the trauma, after the trauma, me and Sean Connery would be, oh, how'd you get back in the telly? You can't. You have to be my friend now. You can oh, sleep on my couch. Open a bottle of scotch. I'd like to go round Legoland with Sean Connery, and then afterwards we'd go for a lovely lamb lunch in the centre of Windsor. <laughs> Gotta say, Roy, I don't think that's Connery's cup of tea. I think Sean would rather do something like wander around the wildfowl park in Pepperstock with a boy scotch. I don't agree. He'd go to Legoland. Boy. So I have this thing. (laughs) I was watching Titanic uh, a few days ago, and there's one scene that always makes me kind of gag. Yeah. And it's because I have this, like, this repulsion about, like, hawking up phlegm and spitting. (laughs) Yeah. And so that scene, I was actually eating when when the scene came up. I knew it was coming. I don't know why. Maybe I thought, like, it's been a few years since I last watched it. Mm. Maybe I thought I'd changed. But, like, they start spitting, and I was like, oh. <laughs> like, he's going, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that either. I don't I'm like it when people scene. hawk in the street, like, in front of me. It's yeah. disgusting. But also any of those scenes in movies where, like, where people spit in food or, like, that scene in Memento where she spits in his beer. There's like a scene, I'm trying to remember, it's, it's a scene in a movie, one of those sort of like high school makeover movies where, you know, nerdy teenager becomes beautiful thing. Oh, she's all that, a, maybe? Yeah, that one. No, could, no, there was the thing with like pubes and pizza. What was that? Pubes and pizza? It was the guy that played the Shermanator in uh, in American Pie mm. and somebody put pubes on the pizza. That that grossed me out as well, but not in a good way. Gross. No, because there are those things in, in movies like American Pie where you go, oh, oh, that's just, and it makes you laugh because it's just so gross. But like the thing in American Pie 3 mm. with, the, with the chocolates. Yeah. And it's like really dog poo. 
it's that it's that the, also makes me gag. It, it's the other side of of taste. And yeah, 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 yeah. But so yeah, so there's quite a lot of those. But like uh, you know, I I can't really think of anything that. I mean, the, there's the uh, the strings in in Live and Let Die when uh, when they open up the box full of snakes. Yeah, that also kind of like it's like it's perfect scoring right there because that's exactly how the music in my head would go if somebody opened a box of snakes. I'm grossed out and repulsed by kind of Lovecraftian tentacles wrapping oh, really? around someone's face, but at the same time, I love it. Mm. So I can't not... I, I watch those things uh, for that. Like, you know, at the end of... Um, is it Prometheus or is it the second one? Where there's the big, like, face hugger, the giant face hugger that's pulling the guy, the the engineer. It's Maybe the, it's, it's Prometheus. Covenant. It's Prometheus? I think so. Oh, okay. And it pulls, uh, pulls him in. It's like, it's pretty gross. William Potter is not minding that it hurts. The trick, William Potter, is not minding that it hurts. Sorry, that was a, yeah. Was that a well, quote from the film that we were just talking about? Yeah, I think yeah. I just killed it. <laughs> the conversation, I mean. Let's have an episode. Here we go! What's our seat number? Hello and welcome to What's Our Seat Number, the podcast that is a veritable reservoir of charisma. <laughs> I'm Johnny Gross. I'm a bloke who sometimes creates audiovisual media for money, and I spend holidays at Lallybroch with my Sassenach, airing my family jewels in the cold air of the moors. And with me, as always, is my brother, a 3D artiste, a warrior who refuses to pledge his fealty to me. He's also a madman and a desperate fool at the end of his pitiful rope. It's Simon Gross. Wow. You know what rhymes with that? Dross. Okay. Um, and the <laughs> alternate one is, I'm Kevin, a tree surgeon with aspirations, and with me as always is my co-host, Bob, who is a cat. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. That's a great one. I mean, the, love it. either one. P- take your pick, editor. Oh, it's me. Today we're going to be doing something slightly different. I am a notorious arachnophobe. I'm a proper spider racist. Well, aside from Spider-Man, the lad's all right in my book. No, he's not. He's a menace. Anyway, today's film is entirely an exercise in torture for me, so I figured, why not record my reactions? Does it so funny? I, I don't know. I honestly haven't seen it in a long time, but from what I remember, it's... Uh, and also, yeah, I watched uh, Home Alone, and I was listening with headphones, and you know the uh, the tarantula in the yeah. movie has like this kind of... like sound effect when it runs across the floor. Yeah, and it effect, went yeah. from it from ear to ear, Ooh. and it made me go, "Oh no, I don't Ooh, like." Just that. hearing about it just made yeah. me uh, shiver. Actually, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't that much fun. So we're pretty so, scared of spiders. I yeah, think I'm, you'd... I'm not a I'm not a spider fan. I and I, I don't know. Are you are you still uh, with this? Uh, would I this hate, bother I you? I can't stand them. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing: I've never seen this film. You've never seen this film. Yeah. So I I, remember... I thought I'd crack that little piece of. Uh, information now and not in the two months that were leading up to it so i haven't seen this film in quite a few years it's not my go-to yeah for obvious reasons but i remember back in the day like it definitely bothered me i'm interested to see uh, what my uh, reactions and comments will be during this thing so uh, we're gonna le- be leaving this thing running uh, throughout the movie and mm. let's see what happens yeah so uh, movie news yeah i'm excited 
Movie News. Hello and welcome to The Muse with me, your host, Holden Malaprocket. In today's top stories... <laughs> in today's top stories, reports from the Australian Zoo of Australians say there are no baboons on the loose after an incident involving a large wheel of cheese. Swedish spectators of the engorged platypus incident reported that they had never seen an animal eat so many Pringles in one go. And three bears were found dead in the woods, coked up to the eyeballs on what they thought was porridge, but turned out to be glitter-coloured cocaine. <laughs> All this and more, it's the Muse. <laughs> I don't know if it's the if it's the exhaustion laughing or if it's actually me, but anyway, I go think it's ahead. it's funny. Yes, it's rather funny. This month in movie news... Yes. Margot Robbie wants to pass the role of Harley Quinn to other actresses. Good, it's Harley's so fun time. and can go in so many different directions. It's time to let someone else have a turn. Good for you. Good for me. Well, good for, good for Margot. But why? Well, I'm, is she handing over I the Barbie mantle? I don't. What? Is she handing over the Barbie mantle as well? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, she's only had it for one movie. Yeah. Also, she played Barbie with like seven or eight other actresses or something. That's a good point. Yeah. I haven't seen the yeah. movie. Have you? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Good? Mm. A lot of people really, really loved it. I thought it was amusing in certain areas. The The funniest part of it was Michael Sarah, I thought. Uh, but it was Obviously, kind of... It was kind the of... funniest part to you was a man. <laughs> you misogynistic... <laughs> Beast. No, I I like the uh, the the sort Sexist of the general feel of it wanker. was was great. I like the look of it. I like the ideas, but it just it was sort of it was so overt and so in your face. Mm -hmm. They they basically came out several times and went, "We are trying to attack this issue right now, and here it is." It was like so in your face that it just didn't leave any room for. Oh, that was clever. I see what you did there. They thought that they were being irreverent and meta by yeah. saying the things that they were commenting on diegetically within the script. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, go on, off you go. Mickey Mouse enters the public domain. Oh, yeah, I saw Which this. immediately prompted a flood of trailers for horror games and movies. Yep, 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 I saw that. Starring the <laughs> There's going to be a, 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 um, a uh, what's it called, a Boathouse Willy or something, what's his name? Steamboat oh, Willie, Steamboat, Steamboat Willie. Willie. You it's said Boathouse Hilly. No, <laughs> Hilly. Hilly. Hilly, you old devil. John Williams withdraws retirement talk, says he'd compose again if the right film came along. Yeah, you know why that is? Because he likes money? No, because his final film was going to be Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Ah, uh, And so then you it came out. like, oh, can't. Yeah, I don't Everybody know. Everybody hate that one. I don't know. Also, I'd like to address something while we're in movie news, and this is completely irrelevant. Yeah. Um. So I I have this is uh, the place. I have sworn off socials. Yeah. Um. Since uh since three months ago. Mm. Um. And we all know what happened three months ago. I'm not going to go into it. But I I've sworn off socials for my mental health. And every so often I check in because sometimes people write to me on my business page. And I checked LinkedIn and whatever. And uh, there was a post about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And somebody had written a comment saying, I think that all those people that are complaining about the CGI in the opening are just moaning. And it's, uh, and it's all a bunch of nonsense. Uh, because it really is great. And I just think to myself, that is, maybe it's an opinion. Maybe somebody had an opinion. Maybe somebody saw it differently than you did. So, and I, I was Look. very, I just like to say that I was very uh, self-restrained and I did not comment. Which well means done. that I'm growing. Do you want a cookie? Oh, yes. Do you have any cookies? I do, actually. We have the blue ones. From the, no, they're not blue cookies, just they're in a blue packet. Oh, you mean the ones that are the chocolate chip? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something up. A little bit later. And now for our final piece of movie news. The uh, 
sort of joke ones. <laughs> sort of get into that <laughs> kind of kind of place. Oh, in a hold on, do you want <laughs> that car? That car go on. Do you want to do you want to pass it over to your correspondent for a second? Which is me. Oh, uh, which I, I'd like to take this opportunity to throw it over to my correspondent, um, um, uh, Woodrow, but don't have a paddle. <laughs> Very good. I didn't make that up. I, I nicked half of it. Okay, well then just like scour your memory for Colin Mockery gems. I think that is one. It probably is. Okay. After a summer of costumes, crossover posters, memes and more, someone has decided to make an actual Barbenheimer movie. In this case, that someone is B-movie mogul Charles Band, who has figured out a mashup film that would essentially blend the stories of Greta Gerwig's pop-cultural colossus Barbie and Christopher Nolan's carefully crafted biodrama Oppenheimer for what could be a fun and low-budget mixture. Boasting a tagline of D-cup A-bomb, no. The planned film follows Dr. Bambi J. Oppenheimer. Did you make a, this up? Nope. A brilliant scientist doll living in Doltopia, a world of endless summers and beach parties, and her boyfriend, Twink Dolman. Dr. Barbenheimer, oh incensed world. by the brutal treatment the dolls receive at the hands of human children, ventures into the real world where she experiences humanity at its worst and naturally decides to build a giant nuclear bomb to take it all out. Back to you. Um, what was your name again? <laughs> Holding my lap rocket. Holding my lap rocket. Back to you, holding my lap rocket. Thank you, Woodrow. In a plot twist less than a week after the new year began, millennial dads found themselves in a festive tizwas as the extended edition of The Lord of the Rings The Return of the King was mysteriously removed from the streaming service Max. On Reddit, Lord of the Rings fans quickly pointed out that the movie was randomly removed from Max, despite the extended editions for the other two films in Peter Jackson's trilogy still readily available to stream. Below this story is an important update. It's back on Max. That was movie news. Movie news. I got uh, a quiz too. You got a quiz. So uh, let's let's do this. Go for it. This is called the Phobia Quiz. <laughs> but first, a word from one of our sponsors. The Phobia Quiz is sponsored by Podgy Pet Removals. Do you or your work acquaintances ever find your path impeded by really fat animals? Well, look no further than your friend and ours, the Podgy Pet Removal Team. Podgy Pet Removal, the only fat pet removal team in the world, trained to lift corpulent animals out of their current occupied space and remove them to other quarters using the latest in travel technology. Podgy Pet Removers, for when the platypus is so large, you just can't get your pram around it. You had to think of uh, alliterations all beginning with P without your pop filter. Yeah, I'll think of that next time. <laughs> Very good. All right, on right, with your so quiz. I'm going to name a bunch of phobias. There's no time limit. Take your time to think about it or, you know, Google it. And uh, you tell me what you think these phobias are. Acrophobia. Acrophobia. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, once you tell me yours, right, before I reveal what it is, I'll tell you what I immediately thought it was as well. Okay. Acrophobia. I have no idea. Do, the I... first thing that pops ahead, what does it sound like? Well, I, the fear of M's. Fear of M's? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because, because I, I don't know what acro is, but I know what macro is. So they've dropped the M because they're scared of it. Oh, <laughs> I 
can see what we're dealing with tonight. <laughs> I see. Um, well, I immediately thought that it was uh, fear of um, acrobatic performers. Oh, okay. All right. That's what it, I thought it, it could was. Be, it could be they are pretty freaky. Um, yeah. I thought it was sort of like a fear of circus freaks yeah, that yeah, specialize yeah. in acrobatics, okay. right? <laughs> okay. That, um, makes, that makes more sense. <laughs> a little bit more than a fear of M's. <laughs> because if you know what macrophobia is, what is macrophobia? Your fear of things that are too close up. Really? No. <laughs> I can't. Why? Okay. No, fair enough. I think I've lost it already. Your, your brain is just like it's fucking... disconnected from something that's usually there. Oh, I don't know. No, it's it's just mush. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's a fear of heights. Okay, that makes sense. Acrobatics are high. <laughs> Not a fear of M's, no. Okay. A fear of things being too close. <laughs> What's that macro? Okay. Yep. I would say, isn't it a fear of things being too big? Macrophobia. It could be. Oh, whatever. Aerophobia. Is that is that A E R O? Yeah, is that is that not it's fear, not a of, fear of the chocolate? <laughs> that would totally that would totally be my go-to at this point in time. Uh, yeah, no, uh, the, the, the fear of flying. No. Yeah, it's a fear of flying. Ding ding ding. Algophobia. Say again. Algophobia. A L G O. Algo. Yeah. Now I'll tell you what I thought it was okay. when you tell me what you think it is. Algo. Um, I mean, algo sounds like a... I'll go to the toilet. Is that what you're thinking? No, I was actually thinking of like some kind of toilet uh, freshener or like... Algo. Or... Why? Just put some algo in the toilet to... to Is that an like a bleach. name? <laughs> no. I, no Can I just explain up? this game for a yeah. second? Because I feel like you perhaps have missed the point. No. It does not describe you the said weird association. You said just guess. So that's what I'm doing to the worst of my ability. Go for it, please. Fuck um, it's. A, I thought it was. Um, this is going better than you expected. I isn't thought it? it was a fear of algorithms. Why would you algophobia? <laughs> like, you why know, would you be afraid of algorithms? Well, I mean, I can understand of, not not wanting to like bother with them because it's boring. Well, a couple on here are sort of like, why is that a thing that has a specific phobia right. for it? I don't know. One, why would be I? I I, I mean, are algorithms something that you would sort of readily encounter on a daily basis? Well, when you're in high school, yes. And then, and then, if you decide to oh, go into so is that the like a, of... is that like an excuse where you're like, uh, no, I'm uh, I'm homeworkophobic. Were you never like sitting in front of a a mathematical equation or something, and really sort of shitting your pants that you couldn't understand a word of it? Never. You didn't give a no. Clue. I think that my my issue, <laughs> my issue was like a sort of I was too smart mathematically induced um, uh, narcolepsy because I fell asleep during a math exam once, <laughs> and and I was I think I was I got a note home, and uh, and it followed me to my next school that they. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. No. So, so my, you know that that my that my boarding school closed. Yeah. Carmel College, right? Closed down. Very important to point out, it didn't close because he was in it. No, it didn't close because of me. They ran out of money. Uh, So that school closed down, and I went to another school, which I will not mention by name, but uh, but it had a notoriously uh, monstrous headmistress. 
Monstrous Headmistress, that's pretty good. Um, Monstrous Headmistress? Yeah, so... Is that sort of like the female remake of the Demon Headmaster? No, I think it was more uh, Agatha Trunchbull, to be honest. So we were sitting there, my parents and I, and Miss Trunchbull, and she read off my record, and one of those things was falling asleep in a maths exam. And, uh, And she looked at me, and she's kind of... She kind of scolded me and she was like, well, that's not very good, is it? And I was like, what? I was like, what, 13 or something like that? 13 or 14 or something? I mean, maths is fucking boring. Maths is fucking boring. But I just, I I don't, I was like, well, I didn't do it now. And I said I was sorry. (laughs) As in you were apologizing. You were saying, well, wait, you were saying I didn't do it now like in this meeting while you were talking to me. No, she made me feel bad all over again. It was like, what happened to like, I'm moving to a new school. Let's wipe the slate clean. Why are we? Why are we talking about this now? What's I didn't know that in England you you have a like criminal record. Yes, that I had you. a fucking criminal record. Uh, we're only on number three. <laughs> go on, off you go, off you go. I'm just sort of surprised that you're not afraid of like being sat in front of a. This episode will go on forever. Let's just get on with it. Uh, I wasn't it, afraid of it. I was bored by it. Right, uh, fear of pain. Is algophobia? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, you'll know this one. Right. Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia is a, a, a fear of fear of leaving the house. Is it not? Fear of the outside, um, open it, spaces. It can be. Yeah, a fear of open spaces mm. or crowds. Right. Um, okay. Okay. It's actually its root is in the fear of not being able to escape something. Okay. What? Where does so like the, feeling these, sort these of these terms comes from? Like come from like Latin or something? Space. What? They come from Latin or something? Oh, I didn't do that much research. Oh, I right, actually okay. didn't think that we were going to spend this long on it. I right, thought that it go. would be of absolutely no interest whatsoever. It's, it's, it's valuable. This is, this is good. Off you go. Okay. Um, Androphobia. A-N-D-R-O. Andro. Yeah. Andro. No. no. Andro. <laughs> Where is your brain tonight? <laughs> it's, it's mush, I told you. These quizzes. The consistency is a bit like is a bit like snot. Yeah, we got some, some dishes. We got some uh, pots and pans. <laughs> Put some pans in the Belinda blinked. Belinda blinked. Now, um, androphobia kind of makes you think of the uh, androgynous word. Androgynous. Nah. No. Lost on me. Okay. It's a fear of men. Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay. This is an odd one. I'm going to tell you that I saw this mm-hmm. and I went, now that is a strange one. Right. Right. Anemophobia. A N. E M O. It's like like anemia, like a fear of losing blood. Now, now, wouldn't you think that that makes sense? Right. What is it really? Sorry, it just I can't (laughs) look at this and not think who the fuck is living in this world with this phobia. Okay, off you go. It's a fear of air. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, no. How do you live? Some of these had very helpful explanations at the end. Okay. This one was just those three words: fear of air. Not a fear of air, just fear of air. I mean, is who it is, is it a fear of like just regular breathable air, or is it a fear of gusts? Or uh... again, nothing helpful. <laughs> Those are the three words. Okay, well, you'll know this one: arachnophobia, fear of spiders, yeah. aka eight-legged freaks. This one, I think, is really clear mm-hmm. from the name: astrophobia. Fear of space? Fear of outer space. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, most people don't sense. encounter it. No. If you're, but if, you're, if you're scared of space, then maybe don't become an astronaut, I would advise. 
I think just the idea of a vast nothingness that's also a vacuum that you'll die in if you come into contact with well, it. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure that there's like a fear people. of open open ocean. Yeah. Like, for example, you know, watching Titanic a few days ago, the, the, the ship goes down and you're stuck in the dark in the middle of the ocean with, you know... Leonardo DiCaprio. Quite a, f- quite a few hundred feet below you. The blue version of Leonardo DiCaprio. She promises him she won't let go, and then now, she lets him go. I promised you that there are a couple on this list which are odd. Yeah. This is once again... Well, fear of air was pretty fucked up. <laughs> this is one also that has no helpful remarks afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just sort of drops the mic and walks away. All right. Automatonophobia. Automatonophobia. A U T O M A T O N O. Is it a fear of moving? Now, that would have made a lot of fucking sense <laughs> if that was it. Or a fear of cars. Or a fear of cars, yeah. Or a fear of things that are, that are fear autonomous. Of, yeah, a fear, you know, of, things, a fear of having. Maybe, maybe it's themselves. a fear of having free will. Maybe. Fear of having autonomy. I can tell you it's really not. What is it? Oh, again, <laughs> it's a strange one, right? Fear of human-like figures. <laughs> a fear of human-like figure. I don't know what a human-like figure is. I mean, is it a fear of people or is no, it a fear it's of... No, no, Is no. it a fear of things that look human and aren't? Like the White Witch? <laughs> I mean, could be. A uh, fear of human-like figures. Things that are human-like. Maybe anthropomorphic animals might find its way onto that list. All right. Well, that was the, the problem. Phobia. Is you can't you can't really ask anybody because because if you're a human like figure, i.e. a person, then you can't really get close to them to to ask them why they're afraid of human like figures because they'll be afraid. Yeah, of you. it's like the air thing. Like, how do you live? <laughs> but is it is it a fear of humans or things that look like they're human but they aren't? Like, if it okay, like I robot. Okay, right. That could be it. That could, could, it could that be frightening to that person? Yeah, Alita Battle Angel or Mithrigan. Yeah, Mithrigan. Yeah, yeah. Just something to think about, isn't it? Werewolves. There are people in this world who are just scared of, you know, the atmosphere. Oh, cats is probably really fucking freaky to anyone who's got that one. Yeah. The CGI cats. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. There's nothing human-like about those those cats. But they're not cat-like either, so I don't know what the fuck they are. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you want to hear mine? The one that I carry around in my back pocket? Yeah, what was your special one, your bonus one? I'll tell you what I think it sounds like. Pognophobia. Pognophobia. Now, a rational mind... I think it's pognophobia. Pognophobia. Like P-O-G-O-N. I think so, yeah. Pognophobia. Like, look, a a rational mind says a fear of the collectible pogs. (laughs) A rational mind. A rational mind. Okay, do you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah. It is a fear of beards. (laughs) Pognophobia (laughs) is a fear of beards. Yep. What's the one that's a fear of clowns? Okay, it's called coolerophobia. Kuna Matata. It's C O U L. Coolerophobia. Coolerophobia. Yeah. Anyway, fear of clowns. Wow. That one's quite rational, to be honest. Yeah. And and look at the pictures that have come up on Google. It's it's, it's Pennywise the clown. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, pognophobia is something that that I've always marvelled at because I just think it's hilarious. So you got fear of flying, um, fear of open spaces, um, fear of spiders, fear of outer space. You got four out of one, two, three, four. Ah, I thought you were telling me I have you those phobias, in which case I probably wouldn't function in the world. 
Four out of nine. <laughs> well, I got Fear of M's, didn't I? Yeah, you got Fear of M's. <laughs> Wasn't on this list, I but I bet it was on someone's list. The Phobia Quiz. Shall we do context? Yeah, sure. Quickly, before we watch this movie. Wait, I have none. You have none. No, I do have some. So, okay, go on. It's like, it's very minor. All right. I remember Jeff Daniels standing in a shed with a broom and there's lightning. You remember that, but you haven't seen the movie? I remember watching it over the banister. Ah, okay. So I remember, we're in Jersey. There are a few films that I remember that came out. Ah, because we went to Jersey every year for the summer holidays. And a lot of these movies were big summer blockbusters. So they would have come out in the summer when we were in Jersey. But anyway, so I remember the, uh, I remember the, the ads and it was that that sort of the poster with the moon and the the spider on the web in front of it and and whatever like sort of dangling down uh and i remember the trailers which was arachnophobia the last word in suspense hollywood pictures and amblin entertainment present arachnophobia the last word in suspense so this came out a year before you were born it was 1990 and our sisters and i were always like you know like scream like like you know, you know, like like women that get up on a table when there's a mouse in the room, or um, Johnny Depp in Sleepy Hollow. It's just a spider. Kill it! Kill it! No! No! Stop it! So that was the situation, and there were always spiders, especially in you know where we grew up in London. Um, but no, so there was a, there was a lot of that stuff. So it was it was kind of notorious in our house. So I was like, oh, we don't watch that because you know we're all scared of spiders. And I did see it when it you know landed on ITV or whatever it was. And I remember watching it, and I was sweating my ass off the whole way through. I think my butt crack was sweating. I was so scared. It wasn't. It wasn't a fun time for me. Your so, butt crack was sweating. Yes, uh, and I don't think I've watched it since. I remember Lightful. John Goodman being uh, being funny, okay. somewhat. Um, and I remember that it had like a kind of. I think the the, the director of this movie is Frank Marshall, who produced. A huge amount of uh, of Spielberg's movies, mm-hmm. um, so I I can imagine that it was kind of a Jaws light, you know, just when you thought it was safe to go in the water, just when you thought it was safe to take a shower, like things like that. I remember certain 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 scenes. I remember the uh, the big like massive spider at the end being a model, which uh, you know sort of an animatronic, which uh, which kind of took the the fear out of it a little bit, like those. Uh, those weird CGI spiders in Jumanji. Yeah. Uh, and I remember Julian Sands, uh, RIP, who like played like this spider expert and for some reason is in is in that shed that you were talking about that Jeff Daniels is in at the end. Yeah. And he finds the spider web and he starts twanging on the on the web like uh, like a guitar string. Um, and then the spider jumps on his face and kills him. Uh, so I remember that. Spoiler spoiler so uh so that those are my memories of the movie i i just remember like being shit scared of it and not wanting to see it again so here we are (laughs) should we watch it i'm really fascinated by what's happening to your brain it's like melting or something it's so funny i told you the consistency is a bit like is a bit like snot snot. yes this is really fun for me i'm really enjoying watching you have a breakdown i don't know you're having a stroke of some breakthrough Break maybe, down. Maybe, maybe this is therapy. Um, I'm ready yes. to start the movie. Let's. Uh, all right. Let's go. So, all right. take a quick break. Yeah. So I'm gonna play the trailer now. Uh, so here we go. Have a listen, and we'll go right into the movie. Ah! 
the Jennings family has just moved to the small town of Kanaima. Oh, Ross, smell that air. Oh, God. In search of a simpler life. Want to blow up a bullfrog? Okay. It's the perfect place. Goodbye crime, goodbye grime. Except for one pesty little problem. Come with me and look at the web. The web? I have a terrible fear of spiders. Come on, we live in the country now. It's time to work through this irrational, paralyzing terror. It's not irrational. <laughs> Hollywood Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present Jeff Daniels. Honey, we're in the living room. We need you to kill a spider. And John Goodman. Don't pretend talk. Infestation management. Oh, that guy's just a spider. Would anybody object if I tore this floor out? I would. False alarm, then lead on. There's no spider here. Every so often, in a little town somewhere, there is a health scare. There's a rumor going around that some kind of spider might have killed Sam Metcalf. Doubtful. Spiders make convenient culprits. There's no spider here. I think one of your Venezuelan spiders hitched a ride here. There may be some spiders around here that are very dangerous. Dad, chill out. Just run. Oh! They spread out from a central nest in a web-like pattern and dominate the entire area. When that happens, this town is dead. Better encourage my private stock. Rock and roll! Hollywood Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present Arachnophobia, eight legs, two fangs, and an attitude. Perk up, Lloyd. If we find the spider that did this, you can arrest him. Arachnophobia, a thrillomedy. Okay, so we just finished watching the movie. What did you think? It's um, it's definitely got a very interesting sort of um, setup to it, and an interesting. The formula for a long time in the movie is: here's this thing about spiders that bugs everybody, and here's this thing about spiders that everybody. It's like very sort of like observational, yeah, in its sort of approach to the very sort of mundane situations. That at the same time, like a very sort of common, right? And, yeah. And and then put in that sort of scare, scary in quotations, like kind of. It, well, it's playing it's on dangerous. people's phobias rather than, um, you know, sort of all-out horror. Yeah. I exactly. mean, I mean, you could also apply that to uh, the woman in black, for example, where yeah. you've got like dripping taps, and it's just basically asking the question of what would scare the shit out of you being alone in a big old house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um. That. Uh, that has a ghost in it but yeah it wasn't as freaky as i as i remembered it to be obviously i'm a grown-up now so uh so that makes a big difference allegedly allegedly um in age only i noticed quite a quite a few scenes that that kind of stuck in my memory from back then that uh that maybe i hadn't fully remembered though i was like oh yeah that happened oh yeah Mm -hmm. that happened uh and the the there were a lot of real spiders but the what they call Big Bob apparently was the uh, the the big animatronic uh, general yeah. spider. Um, so he, he didn't big bother Bob. me so much. Yeah, he didn't bother me so much because he's neither. clearly animatronic. The situation though makes you get it's on me. It's yeah, especially the the ending when the spiders started swarming all over the house. Yeah. I anyway. thought that Jeff uh, Jeff Daniels. Um, I was going to say Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Daniels. Yeah performance in this film was really good yeah he's a, that's the thing that's what that's what i said he's every man it's a, he keeps you he keeps you glued to the screen mm-hmm. all the time he's a really great actor and then when he has to swing into like action mode you can see that he's 
really terrified. Yeah. But at the same time, he's got that sort of action hero pose with the spade at the end. Yeah. The um, shovel. The spade. shovel, yeah. That's not, not a broom. Broom. A broom. A broom. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, some, some really great... I mean, there's not a huge amount to talk about with this movie. I, I noted that there was quite a sort of one-to-one structure with Jaws. He's a doctor coming into a small town, and uh, they're, they're all very kind of, like, very suspicious of him. And then he starts going on about some kind of imminent danger, and nobody believes him. Same as uh, Brody in Jaws. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought it was well-directed. I thought it was. It definitely had that Amblin feel. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of a monster movie, kind of like Jaws. But on the low key. On the low key, yeah, definitely low key. There's definitely a sleepy kind of, uh, mm-hmm. kind of uh, atmosphere to it. That like there's there's a few deaths in the movie, but they're not particularly gratuitous. They're not particularly horrifying. I mean, I think the 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 presence of the spiders themselves are fairly creepy just if you're if you are arachnophobic but this movie was really hyped up on releases like as i said the last word in suspense and i was kind of wondering why this movie isn't more popular nowadays it doesn't get talked about a lot you don't you don't hear a lot of people talking about it Mm. um and just from my memories of it i remember it being horrifying i remember it being exciting action-packed whatever uh, but the action doesn't really pick up until the very end. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with the setup. I love the fact that he's establishing the characters and giving them time to breathe, etc. But I thought that perhaps in the, what was it, an hour and 45 minutes or so, or hour and 50 minutes the movie, mm-hmm. that perhaps it, it, about 20 minutes earlier it should have started ramping up to uh, to a sort of more energetic um, kind of a pace. To where it got when he crashes through the when when the spider starts surrounding them in the house and then he crashes through the uh, termite um, ridden floor Wood. and uh, and into the basement and you have that whole sort of tete a tete with the uh, with the queen and the general and uh, and uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Daniels character. I mean, I can see why it's kind of uh, almost like a, one of those movies that's kind of throwaway that you go, oh yeah, that was nice, but it doesn't hold. It doesn't seem to hold a particular place in the. Uh, in the general in the pantheon in the general movie loving public's heart as uh, you know like i'm i'm fairly certain that if arrow came out with a uh, with a 4k sort of a, a limited edition release or something like that i'm fairly sure that it would become a popular release just because catalog titles that get special editions usually are yeah so i i i would say that it's kind of one of those movies where you're like oh that was nice and forget about it the next day yeah I mean, don't really forget about your 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 arachnophobia, but you will forget no, about this arachnophobia. But I'm saying it's not something that would have disturbed me to my core. I mean, I chose this as a watch long because I thought it might be funny, but uh, but I, there's not a lot of like reaction to it really because there's not it's a very lot going on. It's very PG. It's very PG. Yeah. Um, I was expecting a little more. Um, I expected the movie to have the same intensity as the basement scene. All the way through all right. most of it. Which which by the way, um Spielberg if Spielberg had directed it himself, it probably would have done. Mm. Uh I Seriously. mean look, you know, look at Duel and look at Jaws. Like he's he's able to manage the peaks of yeah. of a graph of, of sort of a, like an, a suspense graph and maintain it along an along a runtime while Pacing. giving while yeah, while giving like rests in between. Like he's he he's a master at that stuff. Frank Marshall didn't direct a huge amount of movies, but I, I think he was 
it was competent here and his cinematographer did an excellent job as well i thought it was beautifully shot um but yeah that's uh that's my take on it i think that even if we hadn't recorded the watch along i wouldn't have very much more to yeah. say so we'll go over to trivia, trivia corner the safety of the spiders was paramount throughout the entire production. So for one scene where McClintock, played by John Goodman, had to spray an arachnid with insecticide, then squash it with his boot, the production went to extreme measures. First, a dummy spider was sprayed. Then John Goodman donned a special boot with a hollowed-out sole for the squash shot so that the spider would just curl up inside and wait for the next take. And I've written here in brackets, The safety of spiders? Fucking what? very interesting they hollowed out the sole of the shoe so yeah. that it could just wait for the next take so that so that when he stepped on it it would no i understood yeah. i'm just sort of, so it would wait for the next take is a really interesting yeah it's an thing. interesting way of wording it like <laughs> like i'll be in my trailer again, barry yeah <laughs> though jeff daniels claimed he was fine with small spiders he acknowledged that anyone in his right mind would have issues with spiders as huge as big bob they said do you have a problem with spiders <laughs> I mean, I have a pr no problem with little daddy long legs, little, you know, guys like this, you know. But when you got things like this, you know, like this, I think anybody in his right mind would have a problem. However, John Goodman wasn't phased. I don't have any problem. No, we, we see each other eye to eye. We understand, well, two eyes to their 16. But we get along swell. Nutcase. The small spiders used in the film were Avondale spiders, a harmless species from New Zealand, from New Zealand, that were provided by Landcare Research in Auckland. Despite their fierce appearance, this spider is a docile member of the crab spider family. It's funny, they did like kind of crawl from side to side, kind of like a they crab. Did, did yeah. you notice that? Yeah. Um, they were not allowed back in New Zealand for quarantine reasons. <laughs> You've taken these spiders, now they're yours. That's got alarm bells ringing. Uh, the giant spider used in the film was a species of bird-eating tarantula, which can attain a leg span of eight inches or more. Those types of tarantulas are not easy to handle and can give a nasty bite. I'm assuming that's the queen, because Big yeah. Bob was uh, animatronic. When Jeff Daniels came on board to play Dr. Ross Jennings, the film was a serious horror movie, one that Daniels told Philadelphia's Daily News was pretty formulaic. You could tell that the lines were kind of written by computer, he said. That's funny, foreshadowing AI and chat GPT. He and Frank Marshall were hoping for a more iconic tone, so the script went through several revisions, and the filmmakers studied Alfred Hitchcock films and... Jaws! Okay. To get the tone right. One key, one key change, Daniel's character was given a fear of spiders. We said during the watch song, by the way, that, uh, that he, he explains the, the backstory of his arachnophobia, yeah. that he was a baby and the spider crawled onto his leg and he was paralyzed with fear and he couldn't move from then on. But like, it, as I said during the watch song, it was, it was enough that he would have just that said, he has a fear of spiders. It's, it's, not, it's not an incredibly Yeah, it's not something that leap. really needs explaining or justifying, to like, be honest. Yeah. Come on, we live in the country now. It's time to work through this irrational paralyzing terror it's not irrational i know the incident it's like it happened yesterday russ nobody remembers anything from when they were two it's my first memory i can envision the crib all around me clear as day i can still feel a feeling of waking up just drowsy peaceful secure and then there it was 
probably just a daddy long legs. Yeah, well, it seemed huge. And it just came relentlessly, just crawling through the bars of the crib. And then as it touched my bare leg. I know, you were just wearing a diaper. All of my limbs involuntarily froze, just froze. You're probably still half asleep is all. I was paralyzed, Molly. I still get paralyzed, OK? Just please try to understand how this makes me feel. I was just physically unable to stop it from crawling along my naked skin, just. I can still feel its hairy little legs, just then up to my face. <laughs> you know, it's just a feeling of utter helplessness. Yeah, I can't pinpoint a specific moment. Thing, that's all. What, where a spider really upset you? Or, yeah, or where, where, where so, it, like, in, in created Hollywood, your sort of evil villain origin? That's the thing. In Hollywood movies, there's got to be an origin story. There's got to be one moment that creates, uh, you know, that kind of fear or whatever. I think that that was really unnecessary specifically in this film because it's yes. such a common phobia that yeah. the idea of someone being afraid of spiders, I'm not demanding an explanation for it. Yeah, I mean, we could, you could have silly. just established like it had been already that he's afraid of spiders rather than giving a, a whole backstory to it. Because they're pretty icky. Yeah. that I, I had a few like shivers down my spine during that, but I hate cockroaches as well. And I never have a problem with the ending of Men in Black. Again, I think the context is is greatly important. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. when it's put into a setting of aliens, you know, domestic. Yeah, like you know, you're talking about Indiana Jones. Like it's just a much more hyper realistic. Yeah, you're being hyper real, a stylized sort of right. You know, setting. You're being taken to another another world, basically. It's a different. It's a different context, like yeah. context and and the music and and the sort yeah. of vibe. It's all important. Original poster art features a spider dangling on a web string silhouetted against the moon over the town at night. Oddly, the spider was absent for many years when the same artwork was featured on VHS and later DVD copies, taking away a key selling point of the film. It was restored on the 2012 Blu-ray release artwork, which is very amusing. It's like... Why, why was that decision... Okay. It's like taking King Kong off the cover of King Kong. And just showing the Empire State Building. Or Nomi Watts. Well, all right. Oh, well, no, that's the yeah, thing. That's all right. I'll do that. Um, <laughs> going back to the beginning of the episode, Naomi Watts. Um, <laughs> Frank Marshall saved the shooting of the film's climactic fight between Jennings, played by Jeff Daniels, and the general until the very end of production after all the other actors had been sent home. The scene, which, oh, that's why there was nobody coming to his aid. We, we kept saying, like, where is everybody? Like, they were running out. They were all running out of the house a second ago. He crashes through the floor. Nobody's coming to save him. I believe I said something along the lines of they're having tea on the lawn. Right. Um, the scene, which involved fire explosions and many smashed bottles of fine wine. Yeah, that hurt. Uh, took two weeks of 13-hour days to shoot. Daniel spent two of those days pinned under a 250-pound wine rack, hurtling bottles of wine at Big Bob while under strict instructions to not hit the spider. And in fact, always missing it by three feet or more. So, is that because the spider was real, or is it because it was animatronic and uh, and any liquid would, would damage it? Yeah, it would have been expensive to uh, to replace. And it. that's kind of what happened with uh, with the animatronic T Rex uh, when they were shooting under all those like you know how in Hollywood they have the the rain machines are really really heavy so you can see the rain. Yeah. It's like like ridiculously heavy. So yeah. the uh, the um, the skin of the T-Rex was getting waterlogged, so it got really heavy and it was getting into the machinery and it was damaging it and whatever. Interesting. Yeah, pretty much the same thing as what happened with Bruce the Shark because uh, that, that was a huge animatronic, that, well, animatronic uh, mechanical shark that had to be submerged in water, which, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
In the movie, Big Bob arrives in California and promptly mates with a house spider in a very erotic scene. Very steamy. <laughs> Uh, creating a super deadly offspring. Skinamax. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It would have been even funnier if the uh, if the composer had put on like a kind of uh, you know saxophone music. Yeah. Would have been even funnier if one of them was wearing a spider-shaped negligee, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> To find the right arachnids for the job, Frank Marshall and his team evaluated a number of species, including wolf spiders, tarantulas, and huntsman spiders, by t- putting them through Spider Olympics, running each species through 10 tests, including speed, the faster the spider, the scarier it is, climbing ability, and reaction to heat and cold. The gold medalist, according to Frank Marshall, was the three-inch-wide Delena spider, a harmless but sinister-looking huntsman native to Australia that was introduced to New Zealand in the 1920s. Marshall joked that we got them all little passports which was sort of true the production did have to jump through hoops to bring 300 of the spiders to the u.s for filming and that was just the initial shipment (laughs) and that was just the initial shipment supplies were replenished every two weeks in order to find the right spider for our film we had to put on sort of a spider olympics and then we found the gold medalist which is a delena spider from new zealand and we got them all little passports and they came over here to the united states and they're now here working on the set and they're very happy in their spider condo well isn't that adorable little passports for the little buggers i'm just it makes my negligee thing sound a little bit more plausible doesn't it (laughs) well that's it that's my trivia do you have anything on the effects front i think it's more more or less it's uh, all pretty practical Anyway, that's all I've got. That's all I've so, got. Yeah, that's all I've got. Well, it was nice doing this with you again. It's been three months. Yes, it's been a while. I'll see you in three months. Yeah, and I, uh, I missed you. I, I missed you. you. Let's do I it. Let's not you. wait so long before we do it again. I, I hope not. I think, I think that it, we've definitely proven that we do need to watch the movie and take notes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but also, we don't have to watch the movie together. I just thought it'd be cool to record watch a this movie one together. Yeah, and record it. Yeah. Anyway, so we, we've got a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. I've got a few things, uh, a list of things on the horizon that I'd like to do, but the movie tree guys have uh, propositioned us, as it were. Mm. So we're thinking maybe we'll do a joint crossover. episode. Yeah, a crossover episode. Yeah. Uh, which would be really fun. So uh, look out for that. I hope it materializes just like what's our bond number. <laughs> yeah, we hope it happens. We'll try and make it happen. Yeah. All right. Well, I will bid you a farewell. Thank you for listening and uh, have a good one. We'll see you at the next one Goodbye, in 2025. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. What's our seat number? <laughs>